There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, I mean, when she's in the car, for sure. But otherwise, it's, she keeps it pretty clean. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And sometimes I would love to remember what it's like to be bored again. Just for like five minutes. Like genuine boredom where you're not haunted by the 36 things that you should be doing. Right. Genuine like I don't know what to do with myself. There's nothing that I can do. Exactly. Like almost to the point of being restless because of it. Oh, yes. I... I I don't remember what that's what that's like. I I remember I'm kind of like telescoping is what I call it. Like I can I, I look at my eight, nine year old self getting bored and being like almost terrified by the feeling of it. Like what am I gonna do? Like it's never gonna end. Am I ever gonna do anything ever again? Right. <laughs> yeah. But did you I, I remember when I would get to that point, my parents would always say something to the effect of, well, if you're bored, I can find something for you to do, <laughs> which would be any number of chore-related activities. Or if it was in the summer, it was basically go outside. Mm-hmm. Go be bored outside. I didn't say that. I didn't bring up the chores tomorrow this weekend. I just looked at her and I said, you figure it out. And I didn't feel guilty about it. I didn't feel like I needed to go find something for her to do. I've taken care of her every need, every single moment this week, last week, the week from hell for everyone, apparently. (laughs) Everyone I talked to was just like, what happened this week? What is going on? Yeah, it was a wild week. I don't know why. We recorded, and I remember in the last episode, you were just like, it's only Tuesday. What are we going to do? It's only Tuesday. And yeah. By Thursday, I picked my kids up from school, and both of them were in tears. And when you picked them up? Yeah. Oh, man. I found another babysitter, but she was graduating and had finals, and she couldn't start until Friday. So I picked them up, and both of them were inconsolable and hysterical and, like, just the world is going to end. There's this test I have to take. What's going to happen if I don't do well on the test? The teacher gave me two pages of homework that I don't understand. And how are we going to even like, we're not even going to have time for dinner and just general, complete destruction of life feelings from them. Just, and I, and I didn't take it personally, but it felt like a personal attack because they were screaming (laughs) at me. (laughs) Now, do they, do they totally hold it together until they get in the car and shut the door. And then it, yes, that's it. That's okay. exactly what happened. Yep. That is exactly what happened. Like they got in the car and they saw me and they just fell apart. So I just, you know, I remembered 
that Lita can usually pull herself out of it. And so I, I did all the consoling that I could do and I got home and they both ran inside and slammed the door and went to their respective relaxation spaces for a few minutes. And I was like, okay, all right, here we go. Ready. <laughs> and did they eventually pull out? They did. They, you know, I told, I, of that I sat down and I went through all of Marlo's homework with her and she was fine and she understood it and explained to Lita that the, the heap, right? The what? The heap stuff. Like one thing kind of triggers and then all of a sudden the world is ending. Everything's terrible. I'm awful. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, she's this week or next week, they take these tests and the test is, I was trying to explain to her that the test is not going to follow her around. She thinks that this that the score on this test is going to determine whether or not she gets into certain classes in high school, whether she gets into college. And if she doesn't get into college, then she's just not ever going to get a job and she's going to like be broke and homeless. Oh my God. Yeah. It went okay, straight so there. She really spiraled on that. Yeah. That was like a perfect Heatherby Hamilton death spiral. And I finally looked and at this her. this is a standardized test? Like one of those state tests? It's a test. Well, it's called a SAGE test. And what they do is they give it and then they, it's for the teachers. It's for the school. And so that the district can grade the school on how they're doing. That's the whole reason they give these tests. And I tried to explain that to her. And I finally like got her calmed down enough that she would listen to me. And I said, Lita, that it's for, no one's going to see these scores except for the school. Well, the guy behind me—he's gonna look over my—he's gonna look over my shoulder, and he's gonna see the score. <laughs> oh my god! So I just walked away and I let her calm down. And so by the time it was for dinner, they were both okay. But it's really, really intense. It's like that every day with them when they get home from school. The enormity of what they've been through, and I'm sure that Lexton is kind of like this. The enormity of like class and navigating all of it they get home and it is just it's like they melt in a puddle of like explosive tar (laughs) and i can always tell because i park in a lot and i watch him walk up from probably 20 yards away and i can just tell from his body language what kind of a day he's had yeah and I immediately, if it's a good day, then I'll, I'll leave the music on and it's fine. If I can tell that it was a terrible day, I usually turn it way down. I'm, I'm, you know, how's your day? Was it all right? And he just says nothing. <sighs> just silent. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, great. So let's talk about that. Yeah. But and it's, it's so intense. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think it's like there is, I don't know what it is about it, but some days are just like unbearable almost for them. Mm -hmm. If somebody says something to them and they like with the wrong tone, it can completely change the course of their entire day and they hang on to it. And that that's just a, you know, a young brain not knowing to let it go. But like Marla will get in the car and she'll be super upset because somebody early in the day looked at her the wrong way and it ruined the rest of her day. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny, but it is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So so I got to the weekend and what did we do? We didn't do much because on purpose, because they both were just like, you know, can we please just relax? Please, please, please let's just relax. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um Marlo rode her bike. I took her to the park where she rode her bike. And then yesterday Lita had a friend over and Marlo was 
basically hunkered down with them in Lita's room. And Lita kept coming out saying, she won't leave us alone. She won't leave us alone. And I'm like, just put her in the, the corner of the room. Like, you know. <laughs> put her in the corner. Just put her in the corner. She just wants to be with you guys. She's like, but no, she wants us to play with her. I had to go run some errands yesterday. And I looked at her. I said, I'm going to be gone for about, you know, an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> I was gone a little longer than that. Oh, God. Uh, like, I was gone for like two hours. Not a big deal, you know, and it wasn't an enjoyable two hours. I was in my car, you know, I'm in my car and I get home and I'm unpacking some bags, some groceries bags. And Lita, when I walk in the door, Lita is just like, oh, God, thank God you're here. I'm like, what happened? And Marla had gotten up to go downstairs to get something. And she's like, something is wrong with her. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, she is bored. She is constantly bored. I don't know what to do with her. Mom, I totally understand now why you get so frustrated when she says that word. Like when she said it to me, I was just like, oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, so, oh, so you understand now why I get so frustrated when Marlo, who has every toy in the world and has a bike and a little trampoline and gymnastics equipment, a backyard like, you wonder why I get so frustrated with it. Yeah, yeah. She's got to learn. She's got to learn how to deal with that feeling of boredom. We all had to We all had to learn how to deal with it. Right, you learn how to be bored. You learn how to be bored and how to deal with that emotion. And you learn how to find things to do. If, you, if, you, if, that, if that emotion is uncomfortable, then you learn how to find things to do to occupy yourself. Right. When she said to me yesterday, Marlo, they had kicked her out of the room. They were done with her. She comes up to me and she's like, they're being mean to me. They won't let me play. This is the worst day in the world. This is the worst day I've ever had, is what she said. I said, okay. And she's like, and I'm bored. I have anything to do. What can I do? Tell me what to do, mom. And I looked at her and I said, I am not going to tell you what to do. You will figure that out on your own. And I got up and I walked away. <laughs> and... Did she and lose her shit or did you She completely out? lost her shit and she ran down to her room as if I had just scalded her with hot water and slammed her door and um, which I know is, is unacceptable. But in the moment I was like, I'm going to let her have that slam because she's so frustrated and she needs to go endure the feeling and learn from it. That's my philosophy, I guess. You know, I'm not a child psychologist or a scientist or even an expert in any child area whatsoever but my god she's got to learn how to fucking be alone it's true <laughs> it's true it's a it's and there's no way to learn how to do it without having to do it like even if you wanted to help her you can't because i think everyone learns that in their own way, at their own speed. And if you're teaching her how to be alone, then she's not alone, so she's really not figuring it out. Mm -hmm. uh, Lexton doesn't so much have the, the alone. I mean, he's an only child, so he totally he totally gets how to be alone. Does he? Not so much how to relax and chill and really does not deal with boredom that well, but is fine being alone. <sighs> but it's the, the boredom piece that, that kills me still. Does he say the word? He doesn't say the word so much anymore and more. Now it's just, there's nothing to do 
I have nothing to do. But sometimes I will just call it out. I mean, it will be Saturday morning. He's had a crazy week. I've had a crazy week. So we're just going to chill, but no. And he'll be up for 15 minutes. And I can just tell by how he's kind of pacing from one area of the house to the next. I'm like, you're bored already. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing going on. It's, it's 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Like, there's nothing should be going on right now. And this mm-hmm. past weekend, oh, Jesus. We oh, drove, I, I woke up, ran 10 miles, ran to buy him shorts because I realized he's outgrown all of them. Then we drove to Montrose Beach in Chicago, which is like an hour and 20 minutes. Walked and skateboarded everywhere in the city, like eight miles. Ate, drove back. We were home for 15 minutes. And then he gets a call from a friend who wants to meet somewhere at a a skate park. So then I left again to bring him there and just stayed at the, it's like a huge park, just stayed at the park because I can't sit in the fucking car anymore and didn't get home until 8.30. So we were gone for like 12 hours. We walked in the door, took his shoes off. He's like, what do you want to do? (laughs) I looked at him and I said, "You, you you have to be joking because we've been gone all day doing things. What I want to do is nothing. And he, like, I think he could just tell from my tone. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, me too, me too, yeah. <laughs> just, there's no, like, as soon as one thing ends, there has mm-hmm. to be something else. Yeah. No matter how full you make things, it's like, when it's all over, where is the next thing to do? And it yeah. doesn't even have to be exciting. Like, it just has to be a thing. Like, something happening. Well, first of all, like, on weekends growing up, I never did any planned activities. It was just me hanging out with friends in the neighborhood right and if i got bored it was just okay well i'm gonna wander around and go color or write my journal or you know make a tape of something it was never there's like this crisis with kids these days where it's like they're they panic when there is nothing to do it's like a panic where's the next thing where's the next thing and i don't know if screen time has anything to do with it but i know like my brother's children who are uh, marlo's age are going through the same thing. They have the same, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I can't, like, what is there? What's what's going on? And I don't know what the, the, this is an epidemic with these kids where they don't know. Well, first of all, Marlo has had a person since she was born, a person assigned to her. Well, mostly. And so she's always basically had a person. So now that, now that that, all the help that I have now is just the, the two and a half hours of, you know, somebody picking my kids up until I finish work at 530. It's not really her person anymore. It's just somebody who drives her home from school. So on the weekends, she gets up. She knows, well, first of all, on the weekends, she knows not to make any noise until 9 a.m. We've talked about this. Like <laughs> I've drilled it into her head. Do not make right. any noise. I want to sleep in. She will get up at 9 like on the dot and she will go into Lita's room to like be on her screen. She can't be on her screen alone in her room. She has to go be with Lita. She has to be awake. No. Oh God. 
So she just goes in her room to sit. Where yeah, and, and Lita is really pissed about it. She's just like, it really pisses me off. She's like, she didn't say that. She's like, it really makes me angry because she thinks that like my room is her space and she comes in and, and I haven't told her that she's allowed to come in. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll have a talk with Marlo about that. And, but she's like, she has to have someone like she's my barnacle. Like whenever I'm in the room, she is touching me. She's on top. Like she sits in, sits on me. She's leaning on me and she has to, we've, and I've talked to her therapist about this multiple times. Like she has a really, hard time being by herself and i don't know if it's going to get better i don't know i have no idea we've been working on this for months and it's as bad as it ever was has it gotten worse i don't don't know like here's here's the other thing that drives me bonkers is last weekend we had like three activities planned they had two on saturday and one on sunday Mind you, Lita gets bored too. She doesn't say it like, you know, she's like Lexton in the sense where she just sort of wanders around with this. uh, She makes this like. Like defeated. Defeated. Yeah. And because she's exhausted all of her Snapchat stuff. She's exhausted everything that she's seen on Instagram. She doesn't want to play Sims. She doesn't want to play Minecraft. She doesn't want to do any of that stuff. She's read all the books. So we had like three activities last weekend. And each time that I was like, okay, you guys need to get ready because we're going to go to this thing. They were like, oh, we have to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you guys, you guys are always asking me that you want to go do something. I have, we have a planned thing, an event to go to. There's a thing at the museum. We're going to go to the museum. (sighs) Was it going to be fun? Is it going to be fun? No, it's going to be terrible. That's why we're going. My mother was never a part of, like, entertaining me. Never. I I don't think my parents were either. And I feel like we are so responsible for, like, entertaining kids these days. Kids these days. This is basically just a get-off-my-lawn episode is ultimately what this is. <laughs> but it's. I think, you know, you mentioned screen time, and I think I'm sure there's just hundreds of studies about all these different things and i i think in some ways it's that's probably part of it but i also think screen time is kind of a scapegoat because if you look at just the broader picture of how stimuli has changed and i guess arguably this is you know tv is screen time but if you look at like the cartoons that we would watch as a kid versus the cartoons out now everything out now is like fucking frantic there's so much shit going on that I can't even stand to watch it. Yeah. But what we would watch, like shit, and Fraggle Rock, Gummy Bears, like this shit was just pretty chill overall. But now everything is just constant, nonstop insanity. Yeah. Wow. That I think like that's now what they need. Like if things are not constantly changing and constantly crazy, then something is wrong. And that, I think, is problematic. Yeah, Marlo watches these YouTube videos um, of, like, people falling down or cute things or people saying weird things, like, funny things. They're compilations. For, like, they're, like, three minutes long. The, the, the clips themselves in the compilation are, like, seven or eight seconds and then another one and then another one and then another one. Like Vine compilations almost. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
And that's probably really problematic, and that could be a part of the problem. (laughs) But also, again, they don't live, well, there's a boy who comes next door. His mother has partial custody, so he's there one week there and then one week off, and she played with him constantly last week. But, like, if we lived in a more, I guess, suburban environment where they had friends next door, it might be different. But we're isolated. And we've talked about that. Like, we both lived in an area where we could leave the house and find friends and never really have to cross busy streets and never have to go very far. And But that's just not... And I don't even think that has necessarily changed because I know plenty of people that still have that environment. For some reason, it's like we both just ended up in a place where that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I mean, for me, there's there are no really no houses very close by and none of them are like neighborhoody. They're kind of spread out. So it's just not a possibility. It's not that I, I don't want him to walk. There's just nothing to do. He would have to walk like three miles to get to his closest friend, which is not nearly the same thing. Mm -mm. So then we do, and maybe that is part of it too. Then that's why it's like, well, if I can't, if I can't go be social with people my own age, then my parents are going to help slash entertain. Yeah. So Marlo learned how to ride a bike and we live on the flat street and, it, and it's a little bit, it's kind of isolated from the, there's busy streets to the behind us and then to the, on the other side of our street, both sides. So she just has to stay on our little street. And I told her, you know, go outside and ride your bike. So she goes outside, she rides her bike for two minutes and comes inside and she's like, I want you to come ride your your bike with me. I was like, I don't have a bike. So I said to her, I don't have a bike. She's like, well, can you just come outside and sit on the the porch? And I was like, God damn. Like, I felt really awesome telling her to go outside and ride the bike in the street, you know, by herself. That's what I used to do at her age. And I felt, it felt so good to be able to say that to her and to have her go do it. But then she walks in and she's like, can you come sit on the porch? I just want, I just want somebody outside. It's like, okay. So I went and sat on the porch and read. And did you interact? I mean, was that her point or really truly just being outside? She just wanted me to be outside and she would occasionally when she would ride by, go watch, I can, I can turn around. And I'd go film her and turning around and Yeah. I just, again, we're being charged with not only, you know, helping with homework and, you know, all of their basic needs, we're charged with entertaining them and making sure that they are having fun. And that's not our job. It's not. It's not our job. I mean, yeah, we can go on vacation and have a good time. And we can, there are times when I can take you to movies and we can play card games, but I am not in charge of cons- of making sure that you have constant entertainment. That is not my job as your mom. It's not. No. Heather's philosophy. I mean, especially as they get older, like when they're really little, sure, but no. Ugh. And it doesn't help after a week that was just kind of, you know, abnormally chaotic for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Do Lita and Marlo ever hang out peacefully? Most of the time, yeah. They just like being in the room together. Lita will often indulge Marlo and play whatever Marlo is playing in an interactive game together. Um, 
but it, it then it usually at some point devolves into please make her go away. Lita saying that about Marlo. Please, I just want to be alone. Please, please let me be alone. Because Lita had five years alone, you know? Oh, yeah. Marlo has never been alone. And I think that's one of the, it's going to be one of the biggest challenges that she faces as she grows up. Because Lita, in four years, Lita's gone, right? Oh, yeah. Basically, you know, she's going to college and she'll probably stay in the dorms. And at that point, Marlo will be um, 12. Marlo has got all those years where she's going to be alone. And that may prove to be really, really hard. Well, I know it's going to be hard. I think, I mean, it will be, but I think also it seems like over the next four years, theoretically, both Lita and Lexton are going to become more independent and probably around less. Mm -hmm. So maybe that will provide... Well, it will do one of two things. It will either let Marlo transition into getting used to being alone or she'll become an even more clingy barnacle to you. <laughs> one of the two. The, the second option is probably not ideal. Yeah. It's hard to say, though. I mean, and that is probably why Lita's so good at being alone, too. Yeah, she had five years, to, you know, of us giving her all of the attention and and. You know, again, she when she was nine, ten months old, she would sit in a pile of books and she could entertain herself for an hour just flipping through pages of books. That's what she did. Yeah. Well, and she, I mean, they're also just Marlo's not a huge reader, right? But Lita is. Marlo's getting there. Yeah. Okay. Because I, th- I mean, I know Lexton has friends who read just voraciously, and mm-hmm. he reads, but. It's not something that he really chooses to do. Yeah. So, and that, I think that is something reading is such an independent activity that I think that's like the number one thing to really encourage. If you're bored, then read. Yeah. Just sit and read because then you're, you're entertained, but you don't have a screen. You can pick, you know, any number of books, go to the library, whatever. But for the kids who really don't like to read, then that's that's a harder option to sell. Yeah, I <laughs> a couple years ago, 2015, I, I think we've talked, I went to Cancun for a week. And, it, and I was deliberately like, I'm going to unplug. I didn't look at Facebook. I didn't look at Instagram. I uploaded a couple of photos to Instagram, but I didn't browse it. I didn't open Twitter. Like, I didn't look at anything. I read over eight books that week and it was Just like sitting the, on the beach and reading yeah that's all i did and i it was the it was so indulgent it felt to me like i was like on a yacht in the mediterranean with like gold <laughs> teeth sipping you know champagne and like it really felt like i had it was so indulgent like oh my god i'm doing the most like luxurious indulgent thing possible i felt kind of guilty even because i just sat there and read for like seven days and i i wish that i could like impart to to marlo like (laughs) you know having time to sit down and read a book is is amazing having that ability oh yeah i get to the end of the day and i open a book and i'm asleep right right (laughs) Yep. 
I will usually, if I have a book, I mean, I just a week ago finished a book I've been reading, oh man, since December, probably. And it's not <laughs> a long book. It's not at all. And it's a collection of short stories because I seem to net, like always go toward those because I can read them in snippets rather than having to keep track of a larger story, which is just saying that is sad. But I'll usually open it up and I'm like, okay, how many pages until the end of this particular short story? Oh my God, it's 20. No, I can't, I can't make it. I don't have enough time. And it's not even necessarily that I'm tired, but I need something that requires less brain activity mm -hmm. because I'm just, I'm done, which I, I hate because I love to read. And you, you see all these things. Like if you get tired reading, then read during the day. I don't have any time to read during the day. You're going to read during the day. What are you going to, how are you going to read during the day? What is that? Uh, yeah. And I, I can't read you audiobooks because my, my brain just wanders. And that's one thing, though, because I have a lot of friends who are either illustrators or designers or photographers or something like visually creative. And a lot of them will say, well, I listen to podcasts during the day. I listen to audiobooks during the day. It's great. You can't listen to a book as you write. No. We've talked about that. No, I can't do that. No. I can't even. So no I can listen to music. When I write, I turn the music off. Uh, okay. I can listen to some music, but usually music without words. But so there's really no time. So you're left until night and then you can't. So you just, you have this stack of books. And I think maybe that's why this whole boredom thing is so frustrating because I have a list of like 20 things I would love to do, mm -hmm. but, but either don't have the energy or the time when I would like to do them. And then Lexton will get bored. I'm like, oh my God, can I just give you my list and you can do these things because <laughs> I'm not going to have time. Oh God. There's so many things in my house that need to be organized and like cleaned out. And I, I've oh, been yeah. meaning to get to them. And I just want to go to say to Marlo, go clean out Lita's drawers. Go organize the pantry. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is your house two levels? Yeah. So mine is two. And I, I've developed this habit that is shitty of putting things on like the side of the steps on one step, because then the next time I go up, I'll bring it up to put away, except I don't. So then I have like 10 steps with a pile of shit in the corner of each step. And it's not like 
just messy. It's always stacked. It's like papers that have to be filed or whatever. And it just sits there. And I can see the stairs at night as I'm on the sofa. <laughs> and it just glares at me. Yes. And it yes. just piles and piles and piles. And finally yesterday, I, I cleared it off. There's already a pile on a step. <laughs> and it just drives me insane. I don't want any surfaces to hold anything at all ever again. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many, so, 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 so many things that have piled up in this house over the course of my writing that book. And I, like on the weekend, I woke up and I just wanted to sit and flip through Twitter. So I wanted to, I just wanted to sit for an hour. Like, give me an hour. Give me an hour. You know, like where nobody is touching me or demanding anything no email i just want to sit and read twitter and did you do that i did that yeah i have As to everything around the house stared at you yes yep i know and so this week i'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go to new york for every mother counts the board meeting and the fundraising lunch i have downloaded a couple of books to read so i have that option for the plane but there's also going to be, you know, movies that I can watch. And so that, you know, I will probably look to see if there's a movie that I haven't seen that I really want to see. That's probably going to be my first option. Um, but I have like five, four and a half hours to read. And that to me feels indulgent. It feels really, really indulgent, even though I had to pay for the plane ticket and I'm going to have to go through fucking airport security and I'm going to get everything organized. What else is interesting about this trip is that we have a very, very, very rigid routine during the week in order to get everything done. And like I said, I've hired, I just hired a new person to pick up the girls from school. And that machine isn't well oiled just yet. And then I had to hire someone to watch it, to stay overnight with my kids and then take them to school the next morning. And She's been to my house once, and today I have to go and basically type out a list of everything that has to happen in order to get them to sleep, in order to get them to school. And in addition to that, Marlo has to practice piano by herself. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. And not only that, she's got these sage tests she has, they start tomorrow and they go through the rest of the week and she knows this and she i went to wake her up this morning and i sat down next to her and i put my hand on her face like i always do and she put her hand on my she put her hand on my hand and then she opened her eyes and she suddenly realized you know when you like like this morning i woke up and i had no idea where i was i didn't know what day it was i was like what the hell? what's going on Oh right. my god! It's like that ten seconds where this it's panic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh what is it? And uh, I finally was like, okay, it's Monday. All right. Okay, I get to snooze a little bit. So I go, and when she wakes up and she opens her eyes and she realizes that it's Monday and she has to go through this week, like she turned, she immediately like threw my hand off of her face and turned over and she's like, I am not ready for this. I'm not oh, ready. <laughs> I mean, in part, I don't, I think those standardized tests are just bullshit. Yes. Honestly. So I totally get it. I mean, Lexton goes through the same thing and, and usually with, I think they finally figured it out this year, but 
because of all the technology initiatives, everything has transitioned over to testing on the computer, which is fine because that's where a lot of these things go, except the computers are shit and the network can't handle it. So I this year, I think it went well. Every year for the last three or four, the system has frozen. The system has crashed. So the test gets extended by a whole day. Like it's always a thing. So in addition to having to deal with the bullshit of a test, he's got that in the back of his mind. Like, great. Now the computers aren't going to work and it's going to take even longer. <laughs> and I totally get it. Like a hundred percent because it's really hard to tell someone like, I guess it helps this sense of relief that you're not really going to be graded. But at the same time, it's like you're saying, go do this thing that doesn't matter, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. I was trying to explain to Lita again this morning on the drive to school because she was talking about certain kids in her class who had gotten, you know, a higher score on their math SAGE test than she did. And I said, okay, so let's just step back for a second and look at the ACT. Did you take the ACT? Yes, I did. What did you get? Oh, God, something shitty, 26? Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember. So I told her, I said, okay, the, the, the highest score that you can get is 36. And I said, my brother, my brother Ranger is the smartest person I know. He has a photographic memory. He is brilliant. He can, he can call upon anything he's ever read. But we are a family of horrible test takers. We don't take tests well. And I think the first time he took it, I think he got a 24, which isn't bad. And then the second time he took it, he got a 27. And by a miracle of God, I got a 30. And I was like, okay, so just so you know, Lita, you know this kid who, you know this kid, he's a friend of ours, who hates school and doesn't do any work and routinely, you know, is absent or tardy or getting in trouble, is constantly in trouble, is getting suspended. He got a fucking 35 on his ACT. Holy God. And she was like, what? He did? And I'm like, he got a 35 on his ACT. Because he's a good test taker. You know, he learns a concept and it's done. He doesn't want to do the homework because he knows the concept. (sighs) Holy shit. Yeah. I kind of hated that test. I remember it was like four hours of nonstop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Testing in a terrible room. And I got, I, I don't remember if it was a 24 or 26. And I, but both of my siblings got like 31, 32. So that was awesome. But I had a friend who took it and was one of like, I don't remember exactly what the stats were. And he wasn't a great student because he just didn't really care. But he got... He was one of two or three kids in the country during that test period that got one wrong on the entire test. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just one problem. And didn't didn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> at all. There were so many kids in the graduating class that would have killed for that because of what it means for scholarship money. For Yeah. And it's not that he came from, like, a wealthy family. He just didn't care. Yeah. I can't even fathom that. I mean, I and so much weight is put on it. God. I, yeah. Yeah. The and whole both, standardized testing thing sucks. Yeah. Well, both and both of my kids have test anxiety just like I did. And, you know, um, and talking them down from it. 
Like I was trying to tell Lita, like, Lita, this test that you're worried about means nothing in the scope of your life. I know that you don't understand that, but as someone who is exactly like you and is acted exactly like this when I was your age, I wish somebody had pulled me aside and said, this test has no bearing whatsoever on the rest of your life. None. Right. Like, I know you're worried about it and you're incapable of not worrying about it. Like, it's basically like telling someone to stop breathing. You know, it's not going to happen. But just know, just in the back of your mind, just carry around this little nugget that this test means nothing in the scope of your life. It means nothing in the scope of who you're going to end up with, love, children, work, the rest of your life, wishing you were bored. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the ACT or the the SATs are like the only test that kind of matters Mm -hmm. because it helps determine you know, where, where you might get in for college, but it's even that it's not like if you get a good grade, a good score on it, that your whole life is gold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, did I you know take plenty the, of people who've did done you poorly take the SAT? I did not take the SAT that I didn't, either. I don't know if this was the case or not, but I was kind of always told that really the SAT only mattered for East Coast schools and Ivy League schools, and yeah. I was not going to an Ivy League school, so <laughs> it didn't, didn't seem necessary to me. Yeah, that, that that's exactly it. That was my philosophy as well. Yeah. And I plus, I had taken the ACT, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to take another one. This is terrible. <laughs> Just an awful. Oh, it was. Ugh. Oh, God. I remember where I took it. I remember what I was wearing. I remember the smell of the room. Oh, God. I mean, it was a I, the weeks leading up to taking that test. Like, my anxiety was through the roof, and I was sick with anxiety. And, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly how they're feeling, but this week's going to be fun for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and you mentioned having to make that list, like, of what they need in the morning and to go to bed and... I, I, it's been a long time since I've had to make one because typically if I've been gone, Lexton has either been with his mom or with his grandparents. So everybody knows the process, but I remember having to make those lists just for one night for a sitter and you always forget shit Yeah, because it's so, it's just ingrained. It's like a habit. So there's always like something that's not on there. Yeah. It's like, okay, so this is what to pack in Marlo's lunch. It's very, very, very specific. Like, this has to happen before she goes to bed, and this has to happen, and this is how much you're supposed to feed Coco at this time, and we don't have a fence. So you let Coco out, and Coco knows to go in the backyard, but you kind of have to be a little vigilant that she doesn't run out and bark at somebody who's walking by. (laughs) It's this delicate balance. And then Coco will come back in on her own accord, but you got to make you you got to kind of make sure that she doesn't go bite someone and and and, and you know cause a lawsuit. So, <laughs> well, that's but that's kind of what I mean. Like everything kind of works out on its own with you always kind of there to make sure it always works out on its own. Yeah, and that's a piece that you can't put on a list. Right. I am. This is the first trip I've taken this year. First. I don't remember a year where it has been this late in the year for the first trip. Well, last year I went on a trip. I went to San Francisco, but it was like a week ago last year. 
I will be visiting my favorite place in the world, which is Salt Lake City International Airport. We are we we hold this ship together so tightly and so precisely that handing it over to somebody else is like, oh God. <laughs> right. Because and I think it's true, I know it's true with all parents. Like you've got this list of known responsibilities and activities, but then there's just this overarching, I don't even know what to call it, like just this sense that kind of blankets everything Mm -hmm. that holds it all together yeah and you can't convey that in a list you just can't no and i this morning as they were eating their lucky charms i was like lita um can you help her like tell her where the ziploc bags are and you know tell her where the cheese it's are and like i don't want to have to write down every single one of these things because then it's going to be like seven pages long Just an overview of like what has to, you know, and then make sure that Marlo practices, you know, for 30 minutes by herself and it's all there. It it could though, it could be really interesting to see. There were times where this would happen with Lexton when he was younger, where you think you need to write all of this down because you know it and they don't because you just do it. But it's amazing how much like in the moment when you're not there, it's like suddenly they know it all. Like. Mm -hmm. You think you've been doing it because they don't know the process or it's just habit, but somehow she knows where the bags are. She knows where the food is. She knows that this needs to be here and this needs to happen. And when you aren't there, she does those things. Yeah. It's almost like we we become a crutch. Uh-huh. Unintentionally. But when we're around, it's not even like they're choosing to not do those things. It's like we're around and that piece of their brain just shuts off. Because they, they know that we've got it covered. Yeah, like subconsciously, they don't even really know it. It's just like mom's here, or dad's here, so I don't need to do this thing. Yeah, they don't even. It doesn't even cross their mind. But when there's a new person in the house, they just pick up that slack. Yeah. So maybe this could be a really good week for her in terms of. That's what I'm thinking. Kind of independent. Yeah, I mean, I will say, when my mother has taken care of them while I've been out of town, every time I come back, and every time my mother looks at me, and she's like, "I don't." know how you do this i don't know she's like we were only here for three days and i had rob my stepfather and i had rob and we are both beat down we're beat we're beat down i don't know how you do this and i just sort of like blew air on my knuckles and rubbed him on my shirt and was like yep i do this every day mom (laughs) yep yeah and i think it's like that though like i don't know how you do it because you have two like your sister has more kids than you do. My sister has four. Mm-hmm. Like I look at people who have more kids. I'm like, how the fuck? Even with two parents, how would you do it with four parents? Like, yeah, I can't fathom it. <laughs> and and it's the same for people who don't have kids. Like, oh my god, it's been 24 hours and I'm going to die. <laughs> like, and really, that's how we feel at the end of every day too. You just kind of have gotten used to it. You're like, oh yes, the kiss of death. It is 9 p.m. Yeah, it's it's wild. It is. It'll be nice for you though to I mean obviously you're you're working with the organization but to uh to step away. Yeah, I haven't had a break in a very 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 long time. It's been a long 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 time since I've had a break from my ch- children and I'm going to go ahead and say like it's important to it's important to take some time away and get a break, you know. Oh yeah. And you, you never, I mean, I have every other weekend at least for like 48 hours, but you yeah. never, I don't ever have it. No. So it'll be, it'll be good to miss them. You know, I'll get home and 
will have missed them. And that's a good thing to experience. Yes. And it could be a nice reset for all of you. Like after, because you wrote the book and submitted it and things still suck. (laughs) So maybe leaving and having everyone kind of have their space and breaking up that unit Mm -hmm. will kind of help it reset when you get back. Um, That's what I'm hoping. I imagine that there's going to be a few phone calls to me like, uh, we don't know where this is or where are they supposed to be or what's the address or, you know, all of I know I'm going to miss something on the list and I'm going to get a phone call or a text in, in, in a, I'm either going to be on a subway or I'm going to be in a meeting and it's, it, it's going to be a little frantic this week. I understand that. I'm not going into this thinking like, oh, because this is not a vacation, what I'm doing. It's not a vacation at all because there's several meetings and lunches that I have to go to and yeah, so... But at the end of the day, too, it's one of those situations where if Marlo doesn't practice or someone doesn't have this item in their lunch or whatever, in the big picture, right. it's totally fine. Lita was looking at me and she's like, are you stressed about this week? And I was like, well, there are a lot of moving parts and I have to make sure that those moving parts move. That's a lot of work before I leave and it's going to be a lot of work while I'm gone, you know? And she was like, well, I don't want you to be stressed out about it. And um, I was like, this is this is just the way it is. <laughs> you know, this is this is our situation. Like, yeah, it it can't change. So you can stress and have no control or just kind of do the yeah. best you can. And, you know, and then I said, you know, Marlo is going to have to practice by herself and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about her piano practice this week. I'm not going to be here. If she melts down, well, that's it. You know, I can't, I'm not going to be here to, to take care of it. And and I, I'm going to let it go. I'm letting it go. You have to. <laughs> I think if you're gone, you just have to be willing to, to let it be. Mm-hmm. Or drive yourself completely crazy, wondering how it's going and what's going on. And that's not productive for anybody. Right. Not you're that like, I've never done that, but. It's like, we're. we're Back to Beyonce, you know, Beyonce hires really good people and she trusts that those people are going to do what she's hired them to do. And I vetted these people and, you know, I'm paying them good money to do what they're doing. And so I'm going to go and, you know, if they don't make it to a certain place on time, oh, well. There's literally nothing you can do to change that. Yeah. I mean, we both know you'll still worry, but. Yeah. Which is something that you learn as you get older, you know, if if you're our type of personalities, it's something that you have to learn. You have to learn to let go. And it's something that my kids are going to have to learn. Some people yeah. are very natural at it. They don't fucking care. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some people, it makes no difference one way or the other. But I think that's the kind of thing where you don't learn it before a certain point. Yeah. Like it is, it definitely comes later in life when you just kind of have to realize that most things are out of your control. It doesn't make oh, it any easier. You know what else is out of control? And I'll, I'll bring this up here at the end. Slate Magazine interviewed Lita on Friday. What? Yeah. For what? Uh, they're running a series of uh, stories about children whose parents are have certain jobs and what it's like for them to be the child of a parent who's trying to balance work and raising kids. Oh, and shit. what it, what is it like? So Lita took the call in her room and I stood outside the door and <laughs> and she brought up 
a couple of instances, like I didn't hear the questions, but I heard Lita's answers. And she brought up a couple of things taken completely out of context and told them to this reporter. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> things, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. When is it when is it run, do you know? I I don't know, but I when she when she related these stories out of context completely without like why certain things had happened and yeah, I was just like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh dear did god." Did you talk to her after the fact? I did. I said, "Okay, you did a, I was like, you did a wonderful job, you know, you were really nice to me." This thing here and this thing here, just so you understand, like, the taken out of context, boom, and this is why I did that. Second thing, taken out of context, this is what, this is why that happened. It wasn't my fault at all. At all. It was something that I had to clean up. <laughs> so but it's I interesting, just, though, without knowing, like, what these things are, obviously, you know, out of context in the big picture, but it's in, it has to be kind of fascinating to see her very limited scope of it. Yeah, that's what she took out of this situation was this. And it might not be correct, but that was her perception. Mm -hmm. We got to get that kid on the show. That's the bottom line. (laughs) Especially now that she's in Slate. I mean, (laughs) the best part, I knew this. She goes, and I didn't hear the question, but she says, well, I mean, when she's in the car, for sure. But otherwise, it's she keeps it pretty clean. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is awesome. Such an honest answer, too. Holy shit. I cannot wait to read that. It will be awesome for you to actually hear what the questions were, too. I know. And you're going to be reading it with, like, a drop jaw. <laughs> She's like, yeah, when she drives, yeah, driving and in the car, that's, that's, that's when I hear most of the stuff. But otherwise, she's pretty clean. <laughs> that is awesome. How long was the interview? It was about... 30, 35 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And do you have any idea who else is involved? Like what other... They interviewed one uh, somebody from Wu-Tang Clan, one of his daughters. Oh, man. They interviewed the woman who wrote, uh, is it the Tiger Mom? I don't know that. I'm not familiar with. Um, that it was a... It was by an Asian woman who talked about you know, the fact that she makes her kids practice piano for three hours a day and very very strict and it's the proper way to raise your children um her daughter was interviewed and they just came to me out of the out of the blue and said you know i've we've been a huge fan of your website for years and we're wondering if lita would get on the phone and talk to us about your work-life balance <laughs> oh man and i was like i came to lita i said can you do me a favor and not tell them about the time that i got so frustrated with marlo and piano that i took a piece of ground frozen ground beef out of the refrigerator and threw it straight at the floor and broke the kitchen tiles. Let's leave that one out of there. Oh, God. That's going to be great. Well, we'll definitely have to link out. I mean, I know obviously you will on your site, but we'll have to link out to that as well. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, and I guess if, if anyone uh, if anyone out there knows how we can become bored I'm really interested in that. But also, if you have strategies for dealing with children in this modern, technology-driven age who are just bored to death, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. 
seriously, especially if they're around Marlo's age. So you can email us, as always, to stories at manicramblings.com, or you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manicramblings. And until next time, I am not going to tell you what to do. You have to figure out what you are going to do on your own. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.